ready when you are. Cock monkey. As am I, babe. Okay. Um, Totes, malotes, fucking ready. Gladiator, ready. This is going to peak the mic. Condemnator, ready. Again, you'll just be peaking the mic. Three, two, one. All right, mate, no problem, score. Uh, yes, so uh, this week we will talk about healthcare. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a really big shock. I wasn't expecting that. Well, you were, because you asked to do that this week. Shh, you're going to ruin the mystique. Quick, sing a song about healthcare. Sing a song about healthcare. I'm a sing a song about healthcare. Do you want some? Falling down the stairs. I'm singing a song about healthcare. Yeah! Cool. So, is there any... <laughs> particular reason why you wanted to do healthcare because you normally have very little interest in the subject i pick um only because i i just got out of it and i didn't want to lose um all of the memories that i had in my head and i do remember i don't remember things well okay so this is just uh, an episode for you to vent about your previous job not necessarily no i want to talk about healthcare in general darling okay well since yeah. you are primed and ready, why don't you tell me and the listeners what you want to say? I don't have specific um, subjects to talk about. I will say this much, though. Um, know, know what's appropriate before you go and waste people's time, dear listeners. Right. Don't, don't be going to the wrong places, because you're only wasting your time and everybody else's. Well, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's a good point. But I had, uh, as I mentioned in a previous episode, I once had terrible toothache. And it was a Sunday. And I phoned the emergency health line. And they said, go to the hospital. So I went to hospital. And then the hospital got annoyed with me because I wasn't really um, accident emergency. And they said, you need to go to an out-of-hours dentist. Mm. Which was fine. But all I don't know why the person on the 111 line didn't tell me that in the first place. Because that wasn't my fault. I just did what they one, told one, me to One 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 line. Yeah. Theoretically, um, should be directing you to the right places, but unfortunately, um, I don't think that they're medically trained on there. So they sort of, I don't know. Obviously, mistakes are going to be made. Yeah. But the idea of one 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 is that they're supposed to be connected to those things. Yeah. So they're supposed that they're, they're supposed to be connected to the out of hours dentist. Right. They can make your appointment there or whatever. Um, if they told you to go down to the hospital, then I know at one point there was an emergency dentist down there. So the fact that they they might not have known, sometimes they oh, don't okay. get the right information. Okay, I'm, I'm not, not selling it really well. No, no, I'm not judging it. No. I'm just defending people that go to the wrong places. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been a yeah. person. Yeah. That no, goes I understand to the wrong that place. as well. Yeah, I think there should be a bit more education on on healthcare in general. Yes, I mean, that would be a useful subject to teach at school. Like um, basic car mechanic, mechanicism, mechanics, basic car mechanics. That would be a good thing to teach. It would be a good thing to teach for most people, but some yeah. people aren't going to have any interest in that whatsoever. What, cars? Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't lots... have any interest in cars. Well, no, I haven't got interest in it, but I mean, obviously I drive and occasionally things go wrong with my car and it'd be good if I could just pop the bonnet open and fix it myself rather than have to spend hundreds of pounds paying somebody else to do it. Not that I'm trying mm, to put mechanics. No, I'm a bit of a princess, mate. I wouldn't want to. Yeah, but if you'd been taught, then you would have. No, they I taught don't me how to sew. Did they teach you how to sew? There's lots of sewing lessons. Uh, there's like textiles, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. You get you learn about fabric and shit with that. Yeah. 
anyway, this is this is going off topic. So, um, what is your most memorable event from working wherever you worked? Where did you work? Will you say where you work now? Because I don't even know where you worked. I thought you worked at QA yeah, Hospital, no. but then you told me you didn't. No, 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 no. I wasn't in a major hospital. I was in a minor injuries unit. All right. So, so they deal with all the boo boos, mm-hmm. and they deal with like breaks. Um, what was the most like, interesting minor injury you saw in your time? I would say there was a there was a bloke that came in once and um, he was stationary in a car on a summer's day with his arm out his window and a car like um, drove past and he had like a skin flap and some of his bone was poking out <laughs> and he was like, "Hello, mate. Do you think I should get this seen?" I was like, "Yeah, probably, darling. That don't look pretty." <laughs> Um, Did you actually say that? Yeah. What? Probably darling. Well, he he were you could tell like it's the same with anybody. You You didn't say darling when you didn't say darling. You can tell sometimes when people are going to be all right. I've got an innate sense. I can sort of tell when somebody's going to be a laugh and when people are going to be dickheads. What did you think about me when you first met me? Uh, Well, I wouldn't have gayed up with you if um, if I thought you were like a boring bastard. No, but I mean when you first met me. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. We, we, I, I'm pretty sure it was very soon after we'd we'd met. I was starting to flirt with you for fun. Yeah, do you know that in itself is always a good start. Uh, yeah. Was it at your party? No, you're like 23rd. I don't remember no, 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 no. time before that. Was it your 23rd? No, I definitely knew you before that. Yeah, 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 maybe I can't remember. But I definitely knew before that because you was you ended up spooning me by the the campfire that night, and I don't think I'd let you. Do yeah, that exactly. Yeah, but I wouldn't have let you do that if I hadn't met you before. I must have met you before. Hmm. Mm. I don't remember. I don't remember our first time, darling. I'm afraid. No, me neither. Um. Yeah, so... no. The the bloke the bloke was um. This was one of the ones where. He had a real serious problem. Yeah. And I mean, was he it not, was like, visible. Was there not blood like dripping all over the floor and stuff? Uh, no, because it was quite deep. And the, and when it's deep, it doesn't bleed as much. So he wasn't that bloody. Is that true? Really? I think so. Why? Why would that stop it bleeding as much if it was deep? Uh, I'm not a medical professional. <laughs> well, you used to be. No, I wasn't a professional. Yeah. I I mean the thing is I used to I used to listen to what the nurses used to say and but I would never be allowed to actually say it to patients. So if it, even when people used to see the thing is you you're in a really difficult position when you're on front line because people do ask for your opinion and I probably could give people my honest opinion but for one you're liable because if anything goes wrong you've been the one that said it and two um, because I'm not medically trained, they they get they get a bit funny about that. Mm. But yeah, the bloke the bloke was um, he was one of the serious cases that was that was fine. He was it, obviously he was rushed through anyway because it was a serious case. Yeah. Um, do you want but, me to quickly? Get, I mean, he he was. Do you want a quick bit of information? Yeah, you can do if you like, love. So, um, extremely clean cuts rupture fewer blood vessels. Well, there was blood. Yeah, but so it must have been quite a clean cut, basically. So he was lucky. So it didn't yeah. hemorrhage too much of mm. the area. Um, basically, if it was a big rough cut, mm. it would have been bleeding all over the show. But yeah, so that's good. I'm glad he didn't bleed everywhere. No, it was a very straight line. Hmm. Did the, did the other vehicle stop, do you know? Or did they just drive past and they didn't notice? I think they... No, I think they, they just drove off. I mm. think that's what he told me. So... 
because he was stationary. I remember him telling me that, and somebody just like had to, like I think they must have clipped him, yeah, like his actual vehicle, and sliced up his arm whilst they whilst they did it. Hmm. That's lovely. Yeah. Uh, any yeah. really funny ones or not really? Um, like embarrassing things. <clears throat> well, there was one really recently where um, there was a 17-year-old that came in. It was looking a bit peaky. And then she collapsed shortly after I asked her to fill mm-hmm. out a form. So I pushed the panic button, <laughs> um, as you would do, because you think, oh, well, it might be serious. Everybody came out, rushed and put her in a, um, one of those wheelchairs. Yeah. And then after all the commotion, I found out she just um, ripped off one of her false nails. <laughs> oh, shut up. Honestly, I swear on my son's life that is what happened. Hang on, wait. So, like, had it taken the nail off with it? The real nail? Uh, it's not taken the whole nail off. But, yes, it was um, it was partially off. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's... Well, even that can, so, that, James... That's quite painful. Yeah. Huh? It, I'm sure it is. But yeah. to faint... And oh, yeah, caused like you... a bit of a stink for nothing. Oh, well, she didn't faint on purpose, bless her. You can't help it if you faint. That is just you being overloaded. You don't know that. You don't. I swear to that. People do try it on. There was a regular that used to come in, and believe me when I say she is absolutely stark raving. Oh yeah, well that's different. She used to come in. Yeah, yeah, but she used to come in, and she had diabetes, and she would on purpose not take her diabetes medicine so she'd get seen quicker. Well, that's sad, because that means she's probably really lonely. Oh, well, I'm assuming so, because she had me on the phone for 45 minutes while I was oh. by myself on the desk, talking <laughs> about um, how she was going to sue um, the NHS, oh. and she knows that the Queen is after her, right. um, and she's had she's had letters from the Queen saying that she's not allowed to attend any um, <laughs> hospitals in the Portsmouth area. Right. Yeah, she, I mean, that is what the Queen thinks about, who, you know, which hospitals people should and shouldn't be going to. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I feel sorry for the nail girl because if her nail was a bit loose, that would be horrible. And if she was a bit of a sensitive oh, soul, no, if she was a bit sensitive like me, um, it's quite scary going into medical places. I hate it. I mean, I'm better now because I've been into so many recently. Um, but no, how, how old do you reckon she was? Youngish? 17. Yeah, she was 17. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, she's young and she was on her own. She was probably scared. No, she wasn't by herself. Oh. Well, it's still No, scary. she had like three other people with her. One was her mum. Wow. Three people with a loose nail. Yeah. And as soon as she hit the deck, mate, they were all like, ah, ah. But nobody had told me it was because her, <laughs> she'd fucking taken off a false nail. So I thought it was the worst. But it's not a false nail, is it? It's that she removed her nails slightly. Her real nail came off a bit. That I was not... partial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for, you know, I'm not yeah. saying... I'm. I, yeah, I agree. It's a bit over the top. But I feel sorry for her for passing out. Because that's, that's not to do with the fact of the nail. That was just there was too much going on and she couldn't cope. <sighs> and also, it's very dangerous to faint. That's not good. It's not. Well, it happens quite a lot. Yeah, I know. But a lot of times, uh, if you go... People used to faint just because it was hot. Yeah, I still they do just sometimes. Um, yeah. No, I haven't. Or they want to get seen quicker. Yeah. Sometimes they do it just because they want to get seen quicker. No. They honestly do. Well, they wouldn't actually. You can't make yourself faint. They can pretend to faint, but you can't actually faint. Yeah. Um, well, you don't. Well, you don't know the difference if you're getting on with your work and then all of a sudden you hear a thud. Oh yeah. If you, well, yeah. If you're watching them, you'd know because if you properly faint, you wouldn't try and stop your fall. Whereas mm. I've seen people fake faint. 
and they put their arms out to break their fall. Um, there was a girl I went to uni with, and she was a real attention-seeking little what's-it. Um, and I was, we were working on something with one other person, and me and this other uh, student were chatting away and kind of ignoring her. Not in a nasty way, just that we were busy sorting things out. And she was obviously getting annoyed that we were ignoring her. And so she sort of came over to us and told us she was going to faint. And then she sort of fainted. But as she did, she sort of put her arms out to break her fall. Mm. Um, and in my experience, when people really faint, it's just like your body just like gets switched off. It just like flops. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. quite dangerous. Because obviously if you bang your head, that's a big problem. Yeah, um, of course. And I'm sure she did really faint. I'm sure she did. There was another, there was another um, example, right, where somebody was sat in the middle of the waiting room. And um, they'd already been up and inquired about the waiting time and how much longer it was going to be in that. And then they got up and they moved to the front of the room where um, we could see them and then just sort of slumped back and fell onto the floor in her chair. Oh. That was fun. Oh, I was going, I'm going to faint. Oh. Yeah, I think if anybody ever told you they're going to faint, they're probably not going to faint. Yeah. I think if someone's going to faint, they might say they feel lightheaded or they feel a bit weird, but I don't think you'd necessarily mm. know you're going to faint because the point of being sentient and then being passed out is quite quick. I always find. Yes. Like, you just think, oh, I feel really woozy and weird. And then you're like, oh, I'm gone. Yeah. Uh, any other interesting things you want to talk about before I start throwing some facts at y'all? We can intersplice them between them if you like. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. You've never done that formula before. No. Um, I'm just trying to think what the best... A lot of mine are kind of stories. Um, so are mine. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god, story-driven episodes. Yeah, it's not really, really going really to be interspersed, but it will switch between me and you telling things. But mine aren't personal experiences, mine are experiences of other people. Oh, okay. Maybe your stories might bring on stories that I have known as well, then. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, Chimes. Maybe. Yeah. Yes, yes, go on. Okay. Um, Daddy Jim's listening. Daddy Jim? I'm Jim. You're not Jim. <laughs> well, I'm not Jam. That's a stupid name. No, you're Jay. Yeah, but... Oh, right. Are you actually I called James? We were like... No, I'm called Jamie. You are Jamie. Yeah. We've had this discussion before. I can't believe I've known you for as long as I have. And you ask me that. You bitch. Sorry. It's not. So, uh, I'm, not I love I'm just you very still. forgetful. Just very forgetful. I love you still. I'm playing with my winky as I say it. I, 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 you're probably not joking, are you? You probably actually have got your hand down your pants. Yep. Yeah. Well, I've not, it's not in my pants, is it? I've got to take the time away from my wife and child when I can. Oh, so you're naked. <laughs> no! Of you've got it I'm out. Not. You've got it out. No! I'm just... Right, okay, it's a comfort thing, isn't it? Do you, did you find that? Like, you sit there and you play with your tadge? You're not even doing anything. It's not conscious. You're just sitting there and you sort of play with it a bit. Like, twist it and pull at it. Not hard. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so here's a story. <laughs> Uh, okay. uh. During a patient's two-week follow-up appointment with his cardiologist, 
He informed the doctor that he was having trouble with one of his medications. When asked, he said it was the patch. The nurse told him to put a new one on every six hours, and he was now running out of places to put them. So obviously the doctor was concerned, had him quickly undress, and discovered that he'd actually put fifty patch- over 50 patches onto his body. So rather mm-hmm. than replacing it every hour, he was putting an extra one on. Yeah. And so he was literally I mean, like idiocy, really. mummified in patches. Because I must say it on the box. It's not like, well... Yeah, I'm sure. So he's, he obviously, I think that was intentional. He just went, he, he obviously didn't get enough from his patches, so he was like sticking them on. Like patsy out oh, of I think he's thick. I think he's thick, sadly. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's one from a nurse. Um, I was caring for a woman and asked, how was your breakfast this morning? And the lady said, it's very good, except for the Kentucky jelly. I can't seem to get used to the taste. What? Um, what? The nurse then asked to see the jelly, and the woman produced a full packet labelled KY Jelly. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, she obviously was confused and thought it was jelly for the like Kentucky clothes. Jelly from KY Jelly. Why? <laughs> that doesn't know. make any sense at all. Well, I suppose like KFC. That's like. So was she ingesting it then? Yeah, she was eating the. It's probably fine because it's water based. Wouldn't no, taste I know, breakfast, but, but still. Yeah, she was confused. She thought it was for her, for her breakfast. People are weird. The yeah. more I find out about people, the the more worried I am about the human race as a whole. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not a clever man, but I don't. It's not like it's not difficult to actually read what you're buying. Yeah. Where did she get that initial information from that she could have KY jelly as a as a small snack i don't know i guess if it was just if they brought it round like with the breakfast maybe she got confused and it, but it was for obviously putting popping her pills up her bottom oh, or something no james know. why would somebody bring round ky jelly whilst they're in having breakfast unless they're getting fucked <laughs> you know like, oh i bought the cheerios <laughs> they might have here's a little something for you and she's like oh what do you do with it <laughs> they might uh, administer medication when they bring the breakfast round that's not that crazy because a lot of medication. Oh, to... see, I didn't think of it as like. You have to take medication person. with food, and if she's like a dithery old lady. But don't they don't they usually take it in pill form though? Uh, well, I assumed it'd be like a, a middle-aged woman, to be honest with you, or just like two mates, and they come round and they've never seen a KY jelly before. Yeah. Well, how about it's this just one? Cheerios. This is really good. A woman in Arkansas brought her baby in to see the doctor. He determined right away the baby had an earache. He wrote a prescription for eardrops, and in the directions he wrote, put two drops in right ear every four hours. However, he abbreviated the word right with a letter R. Several days passed, and the woman returned with her baby, complaining the baby still had an earache, and his little behind was getting very greasy with all the drops of oil. The doctor looked at the bottle of eardrops, and sure enough, the pharmacist had typed the following instructions on the label, put two drops in rear every four hours. Oh dear. I really hope that's not true. It's hard to know with the internet. Um, I mean, this is referral MD, yeah. but it would be quite easy to lie. But I'd like to think it was true and that some woman was putting eardrops in her baby's bottom. Mm. Well, it's believable. Yeah, I don't, yeah, know, yeah. I don't think it's really that shocking, though. No. But the poor little baby had a little eardropper put up his bottom. Yeah. Probably, again, yeah. probably wouldn't do much harm, but probably not very nice. Yeah, I mean it annoys me with um with parents as well. They're they're another one. 
they'll 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 over dramatize things just just so they can get seen quicker. So one of the examples is they run in with their children going, "Oh, somebody please see my baby, please! Oh, please see my baby!" And it's got like a cold. Or they say it's not breathing properly when it's absolutely fine and laughing in your face, and you're like, you, "Really? Are we serious about this?" Yeah. The, I, the, the children get judged so much. But I suppose with a child, you can't... If if they're feeling well enough to run around, then the argument is is that if they're feeling well enough to run around, then they can't be that ill. Mm. But at the same time, like kids don't have the same mentality as adults do. Like When an adult's ill, they know that they've got to rest, whereas a child won't do that, and then they'll run around for like three hours and then be sick. Yeah. I don't know, I haven't had kids yet, so I wouldn't know. Mm. But yeah, no, kids... Parents running in and overreacting with their children. That's a that's a bit of a... Bit of a pain in the bum. Yeah, but I imagine it's hard not to. Because they would be very, very scared. Yeah, no, I understand that. Like you said in the episode with Will, if your child is drowning, you just instinctively go to save them. It's sort of like that. Okay. So cut okay, them some if slack, got the sniffles Jamie. as opposed to fucking drowning, it's a bit different. Like, my son... It was recently had a chest infection for two weeks. And no point, though, was I really that worried to the point where I was going to take him to the hospital hmm. just because he had, like, a crackly chest. Yeah, but I don't know. I think people just need to man up. But I th- And especially, this is the biggest thing, right? Is that if, if the NHS wasn't free, people wouldn't abuse it like they do. And we wouldn't have these really long waits and people being understaffed and all of these... Horrible things that are being plastered all over the news. Yeah. If it wasn't free, people wouldn't be going in with a sniffle saying I need to be seen, or they wouldn't be going in with like a break that was two years old saying I need an X-ray. It's like, well, no, you wouldn't do that if you were being charged for it. You'd go home and you'd be like, all right, well, I'll wait until something serious happens. Mm. On the other end of it, though, it's the ones that don't bother coming in are usually the ones that are the worst. So the ones that have been forced down by their missuses, as you've said in a previous episode, I believe. Yes. Yeah, they're the ones that genuinely need to be seen <laughs> because they put it off so much. They're like, oh, no, it'll be all right. And the, and the wife is like, no, it's not. You need to see someone about it. And generally, those people are the ones that have to, you know, get sent to QA because they're having like an aneurysm or something. Yeah. But it's better to be safe than sorry, surely. It is better to be safe than sorry. It's just it would be it would be really nice in general if people just accepted the fact that the NHS is struggling mm. and that it's not going to be instantaneous. The hospital is not like a fast food restaurant. There are people there that demand those people's attentions and other people are going to be more important than you. Yeah. Do you think you could cope with the stress of being a doctor? Or no, not at all. No. Not at all. No. So this is a... The thing is... No, go, go on. No, I, I was going to say... Well, I, I would, I'll tell a slightly sobering story, and then you remember what you were going to say. So as this is from another nurse. As an ICU nurse, I've seen the decisions of some doctors result in death. Families oftentimes don't know, but it happens more than you'd think. It usually happens on very sick patients that ultimately would have died within six months or so anyway. I don't think that makes any better. Procedural-wise, I have seen a physician kill a patient by puncturing their heart while placing a pleural chest tube. It was basically a freak thing, as apparently the patient had recently had cardio... cardio... thoriac... 
Oh dear, so I'm ruining the story by not being able to pronounce words. Cardiothoracic surgery and the, the heart adhered within the cavity at an odd position. I'll never forget the look on his face when he came to the realisation of what had happened. You rarely see people accidentally kill someone in such a direct way. Heartbreaking. Yeah. It'd be terrible. I mean, imagine yeah. that. And then that poor bloke, that man, has to, you know, then function knowing that he's killed someone. Obviously, you're trying to yeah. help them. So I guess that's what you yeah. have to tell yourself. But, I mean, I just... That'd be it for me. If I did that, I'd have to go and top myself. Uh, I couldn't cope. I'm not saying he should, by the way. I think he's a brilliant man, and I'm amazed that he could do that. But I'm saying if it was me, I just wouldn't be able to cope with him. I think the thing is, is that everybody wants to lo- last as long as they possibly can. Yeah. And that they do have a duty of care to ensure that people do. So generally, people are more forgiving, knowing that the doctor or the nurse has tried to make them last. And hopefully, I mean, people do realise that they, they do their very best to try and fix all the problems that they come across. Mm. They might be annoyed by it, and they might they might be grumpy, but at the same time, it's not like I, I shouldn't imagine there are many um, doctors and nurses out there that genuinely don't care about their job. No, I'm sure that's the whole idea of getting it's... into it in the first yeah. place. It's years. It's not like something you just you know fall into. Yeah. That's a career that they've chosen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I um, have been. I won't go into the details why. There's lots of different reasons why. But I've been in and out of doctor surgeries and hospitals lately, and. <laughs> The last doctor I saw um, had to do something a little unpleasant to me. And she was so, so nice about it. And she kept, like, apologising. And um, I said something really stupid. But I kind of meant it, um, which is, I said to her, oh, I seem to fall in love with every doctor I meet. (laughs) Because they're all just, they always seem so nice and caring. And, they're you know, they're really decent people. Um, They are. I'm just... No, I know, but was this while she was inside you, or... <laughs> no, before. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the truth is... Because that would have been a really She'd been inside story. me once, and she had to go inside me again, and I wasn't too happy about it happening again, so I was trying to get to a point where I was able to let her re-enter. Um... I would absolutely... <laughs> I fucking love that story if once she was in, you went, do you know, I seem to fall in love with doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, it wasn't the lower end. It was to do with the upper end. But um, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, sorry for ruining the, the, the story. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, my brain went there, so I still enjoyed it. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Uh, it's all right. It was a female doctor. Don't worry. Yeah, no, but I fall in love with the male ones as well. I, I fall in love I with know. all of them. They're all just lovely people. I worked with um, lots of nurses um, and, well, I didn't see too many doctors from what I, I've heard, you know, some of them can be absolute assholes because they're a little bit entitled, mm. but then I suppose they've earned it because they know as much as they do. Yeah, but generally my experience with 
with the people that I've worked with have been absolutely lovely. And I mean, even the grumpy ones, generally they're only grumpy because you've come in for a stupid thing or because mm. you've not you've not tried your best to look after yourself. I think sometimes it's frustrating for them, especially with people that come in often. Like we, we had quite a lot of self-harmers, for example, and there wasn't... This is... They never got annoyed about it, but at the same time, it's it's very it's sad to to know that there's somebody that does it to themselves that often that they they don't feel like they can solve it any other way. Mm. Mental health is really difficult. I definitely wouldn't. I, I don't. I don't think I'd I'd have the stamina to deal with mental health. No, well, I think the problem with mental health is a lot of people still don't fully understand it. Sorry, go on. No, I was just gonna. No, no, no. I was just gonna say the problem with mental health is a lot of people don't really understand it or treat it in the same way as physical health. Uh, no, we had we had a rehabilitation place just down the road from us. Yes. Um, and why rehabilitation? It was it was it's a place called Hope House. So, um, people that are homeless, people that are drunk or on drugs, it's a place for them to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, provided they get there at a certain time and they're not too out of it. The unfortunate thing really is that uh quite often they would attend at our place and it would make for some really uncomfortable um times with them and i mean i know i know they've got issues you know i don't it, 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 they wouldn't put themselves in that state on purpose mm. it's just that those are the sorts of people that generally create more trouble than is needed a lot of the time, those yeah. are the ones that will scream at you, or they'll kick off, or they'll do things that are unreasonable, or they'll make it uncomfortable for other patients that are in the waiting room as well. It's not; it's just not nice no. to be around. And I, I don't think I could deal with it. I don't think I, I could stomach that. Yeah. I mean, I guess that it would be they get through it because obviously they help more people than they don't help, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, this is supposed to be a light-hearted, fun podcast. It's getting very down and serious. Uh, <laughs> the death—I mean, the death one was really funny. This one is quite depressing. <laughs> it started off all right. Yeah, I would love to work in um, a sexual health place, though. Oh my god, why? Uh, I've been told by somebody that did work there that it's not a nice thing, and that you do get some serious cases, and it's still sad. But mm. I mean, when I first joined. There used to be a lot more people that came in with um, winky and ginal issues yeah. than they did near the end. Because I think people around the area started to clock on that they it's not the place to go to. So people didn't come very often. <laughs> Literally. Um, oh, no, not... Hey! Yeah, there's been a few brilliant... Well, not really... Fr- I feel sorry for the people. Um, there was a bloke that had come in and he was really panicking because he'd broken his banjo string. Uh, I've um, yeah, known his people to do that. Frenulum. What is the point is that of the banjo string? What is the point in that? I don't know. Keep the skin there, I suppose. What do we keep the skin there? I don't know. It might drop off otherwise. <laughs> it wouldn't, would it? I'm asking what's the point. Well, hang. Because you've, like well, um, you've got that thing that, on the, the bottom of your tongue which looks a bit like it. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, yeah. Yeah, but what? Yeah. So, what is the point in those things? Because they, like the one under my tongue, I find that hurts a bit sometimes. Uh, uh, I don't, I, I don't know, darling. No, uh, as, I, as I said, I'm not, I'm not a medical professional. I wish I could tell you. As I said, it's probably just, uh, you know, it's 
it's aesthetically pleasing. It holds it holds up your foreskin. Better no, it's not going to be there because it's aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. There's a purpose for it. It's very sensitive. Yeah. I know that. Oh, <laughs> do you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, there must be a point in it. Um, but some people apparently get theirs cut so that it look makes the penis a bit longer. Uh, well, I mean, people that don't have foreskins don't have them anyway. Don't they? I don't think. No, I don't think so. Because it's all, it is there to do with something to do with the foreskin. Hmm. So you really, you take rid of, get rid of the foreskin, and then you probably don't. I don't know any uncircumcised people. No circumcised people. If you want to, you know, message me, let me know. The frenulum. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to find called. out. It's called the frenulum. That's what I said. Oh, did you? Sorry, I wasn't listening. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I would assume it's something to do with the foreskin. Again, I've not. I've genuinely haven't had any homosexual experiences. I've seen lots of porn films, but usually they're going inside um, a woman, so I don't really get to see the frenulum very often. No. I would, I would, I would assume it's something to do with that. Um, okay, so it's the elastic band of tissue under the glands of the penis that connects the foreskin to the varenal mucosa and helps contract the foreskin over the glands. So that's what it's to do with. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, so you chop that and then it means that you're basically circumcised because it stops yeah. it from pulling it up. Yeah, and some people have to do that um, circumcision stuff not just because of their religion. Um, Some people that's do obvious, it actually. because they've had health issues. Yeah, if you think about it, because obviously it's quite a tight bit of skin, and it's to do with it, pull, mm. it pulls the skin back over the winky when the winky's done with. Yes. So you don't have to do it yourself. So it's, it's just a good bit of protection. Well, I mean, there have been people that have um, that have had, had it chopped off. Well, it's not something that uh, obviously we did at our place, but I did know of people that came in with it, and it was um, sort of cutting off the air to the head of the penis. Yeah. Um, and they booked in with that, and the, or they've got um, an infection underneath where it's been, yeah, stuck, basically, because it's gotten too tight. Yeah. And usually in those cases, it is a circumcision thing. Mm. People have to get those lobbed off for that reason. Yeah, I mean, I really don't like it. I don't like that little bit, and I don't like the bit under my tongue either. Mm. I don't mind them. Out. I think they're quite nice. No, it freaks me out. You get plenty of girls that come in with um, tampons stuck up them. Oh my god. Yeah, and that is people of all ages, of all shapes and sizes. It's mm. uh, yeah, over my over my three years there. Yeah, I think the most shocking one was somebody that said they had it in there for like two weeks. I was like, surely that can't be the case because you'd have toxic shock by now. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. I'm sure that there's a problem. Yeah, with keeping for too long. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a, it is a thing. Ooh. But when she put down two weeks, I was like, no, there's no way you've had that in you for two weeks, you liar. <laughs> did you give it a good sniff? And then sniff I felt then really... Like, I know, I can smell. No, honestly, I did think, oh my God, what if the nurse that sees her has to get that out? And can you imagine the smell when it comes out? That'd be fucking disgusting. Smells was another thing. Oh my God. There were people that came in with like month old dressings mm. and, was, and the HCAs were expected to um, to redress them. And there have been some absolutely horrendous smells. And I've had HCAs de- describe it as like, uh, because it had been there for so long, it obviously got infected. And as they were pulling the dressing off, it was pulling away the skin as mm. well. So it was getting infected outside of the wounds that was originally there. Yeah, this is horrible. Disgusting. 
I know this is it, but it's interesting. This is the thing. This was why I liked my job before. I think if there wasn't the hierarchy there, and and I'm not going to lie, the patients, because yeah. most of the time the patients were cunts. They weren't nice at all. Most of the time they act like they're in McDonald's and they want it as soon as possible. And they think I've got the fucking inclination or the power to move them further forwards. So when you, whenever you go to a receptionist, dear listeners, don't just assume that they can make things happen for you. Because generally, it's what's going on out back that's making it wait for you. It's the people out back. And you don't know what's going on out there. Should we try and lighten up a bit with some naughty sexual health stories? Well, I thought that, that usually the sexual stuff is funny. That's the thing. That's that's why, you know, I've got loads of dis- horrible things that I could tell you. Oh, but, go for it. I mean, I don't want to depress you any further. The funny things are usually the people that are really overdramatic or they're slightly crazy mm. or it's to do with their winkies, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, go for it. I mean, you know, you're not. It's not. You haven't got the confidentiality thing to worry about. You're not actually a doctor. Well, yeah, and I don't know them by name anyway. To be no. fair, so you could be making it up. I so could be making. In case it up, someone, this is act, true. in case someone hears this and tries to track us down and sue us, everything Jamie is about to say is completely made up. Yep, nothing happens. <laughs> I know. Do you have any more of your stories? Uh, well, they started getting really like depressing, so I quickly closed that because I nearly started crying. Because one of them I was reading oh, whilst okay. you were talking, that was one where I wasn't really paying attention because it was so horrific. It was just sad. It was about uh, basically several children dying, and it was just very upsetting. I won't go into it. <laughs> um, no, it was more about a misdiagnosis. It's not really fair. Right. But, I mean, they do happen, and I, I think... All right, let's put it in context. So... There was there was an occasion where I was involved with um, somebody that had died, not necessarily in the building, but they had been misdiagnosed, and their symptoms got worse overnight, and they ended up dying. Mm. And it was something that, yeah, it was it was in the local paper. I don't know if it went any further than that, but it was a child as well. I think that's what made it worse. And it was um, meningitis. But I mean, you, you don't expect those things to happen in a minor injury unit. That's the thing. Mm. But I thought we were going to tell funny stories now. Well, I yeah, no, I, was, I just wanted to get a couple of the other ones in. Yeah, but that's not they, funny. But then the, that's terrible. The, no, I'm <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just telling you interesting stories as yeah. well. Well, interestingly, the one I was going to tell you about was about children with meningitis being wrongly diagnosed. So maybe that was the same mm. one. Yeah, it might well be. I think I think it's happened more than once. Not necessarily oh, sure. at our place, but yeah. I think I think it's because because of the symptoms, it's difficult to um to really diagnose it. I think I think medical professionals have to be a lot more careful with their diagnoses nowadays. Which is why <laughs> I find it odd that people just go in and expect to be given whatever they want. Because yes. if it doesn't yeah. work for you there's really serious outcomes and yeah. you getting annoyed by not getting what you want. That's probably a good thing that you haven't got it because you probably don't need it. Mm. And it's the same as, you know, the antibiotic thing. Yeah. If you don't need it, they're not going to give it to you. 
because yeah, but, you build up an immune system. Yes, but just to go back to what you were saying earlier about ch- uh, people bringing their children in when there's nothing really wrong, uh, in the story I was reading, they actually misdiagnosed um, meningitis as a, as a whooping cough, um, and so this child subsequently died. I mean, so that's kind of the opposite of, of what you were saying, because obviously if you were just at home with your kid and you thought you had a cough and you just went, oh, I'm not going to bother taking him in, that would be horrendous. So, you know, even if, if, if even medical professionals are sometimes going down the wrong road with these surely it's better that if a parent is not sure to bring it in and have it checked than lose the child no i I completely agree with that i don't know it's just a level of parenting i think that i judge more Mm. people are a bit over the top with it when really that doesn't help anybody it's not going to help the child by you being over dramatic and crying all over the place they need stability they need to be told that it's going to be all right even if it's not because you don't want to shit scare your child. No. And especially if there's nothing wrong with them. Because they're going to go through life thinking, oh, well, anything that happens to me, I'm going to be really scared about and I'm going to be overdramatic about it. Possibly, yeah. But I still think it's better to be safe than sorry. Absolutely. And by the way, dear listeners, before you get worried about my son, my wife is very, very good at that sort of thing. And she is at the doctor's all the time. It's just me and my very pessimistic views. Mm. I felt I needed to put that in. <laughs> just in case people are like oh that poor baby yeah. he's a bastard dad dad yeah he is anyway do you want to say some funny stories or do you want me to quickly reel some off you, you can do one whilst I'm thinking because I'm trying to think but I don't know so you go ahead okay so this is from the Daily Mail and these are ER doctors uh, one time I treated a woman whose partner had performed cunnilingus on her immediately after eating spicy food <laughs> the hot sauce her partner consumed part of the sex act left mild burns on her genital region. Whoa. Uh, I bet. Because <laughs> you ever chop like chilies and accidentally like touch your wanger afterwards. It's not fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, right? Talking about it, do you remember that menthol um, shower wash? Oh, God, yeah. Do you want to get that Fucking too near Fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus, that's horrible. I've mm. never... Uh, I've tried, I've done that a couple of times by accident because I think it was left long enough that I forgot that it was horrible. <laughs> so I did it again and I was like, Jesus, I don't like this at all. Yeah. But that's the same as you some definitely... of the lubrications that are out there as well. Yes. Without giving too much It depends much how sensitive you are. Yes. Mm. Well, I've got quite sensitive skin anyway. And the first time I used it, I was a little too thorough with cleaning the back area and I regretted that for a long time. <laughs> You're going to be thorough around there, don't you? Sometimes you've got to pop it up a little bit. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, sure you do, yeah. yeah. Flossing, will you? Hey, eh? get the flannel on your know, finger and giving it a good old fucking wriggle. <laughs> I like to be clean, that's all I'm saying. It's, it's two inches in, that's enough. <laughs> um, Any more than that and I shall have an orgasm. <laughs> Yeah, that is what I sound like. Bit of a jump to go from <laughs> dying children to this, don't you think? Well, yeah, but I mean, you've got to lighten it up, haven't you? Yeah. Um, I've got plenty of sex stories that are horrible, if you want me to turn it back around again. <laughs> this is health, not sex. It has oh, to be yeah. health-related. But it is to do with health. It's well, to do with the health care. Okay, well, uh, yeah, go for it. No, I don't want to, actually. They're a bit too full on. No. <laughs> There are, mm, no. Well, there was one time, and I don't think it's necessarily funny, but the circumstances of it 
were so weird that it's a bit yeah. There was a there was a per- there was a bloke that had come in and he wanted to speak to somebody. He was very cagey, and um, so I I went and got one of the nurses in charge, um, and they went off to a room, and she didn't come out for a very very long time, um, and eventually after like a couple of hours I think he no not a couple of hours it must have been about forty five minutes though so it seemed like a long time yeah anyway so he had gone and she came out with a safeguarding form and. I- I probably I probably shouldn't, but I mean, again, there's no actual information there, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, the, he was worried because he wanted to check um, if he had a sexually transmitted disease because he he was in a bit of financial debt and somebody had offered him money. For sex. Um, to have sex with his bottom. Excellent. Um, and he was in a um, committed relationship of like, I don't know, years. Mm. And it was all, yeah, it was just, it just seemed odd that that was, that was something that you'd even consider. Yeah. Like, I mean, I did, the, my f- first thought was, did he even get the money? <laughs> I didn't ask because she, well, she was taking so. it very seriously, as you would do. But I was just like, well, I mean, if he didn't get the money, then that was like a waste of time, wasn't it, really? Yeah. Hopefully it was worth his while. Um, So you'll love this one. Uh, David Myers, an emergency physician based in Newport Beach, California. It's interesting that he's all American, even though this is the Mm. UK Daily Mail website. Featured on the show, Sex Sent Me to the ER. Sounds brilliant. Um, He explained how a woman rushed into the hospital he was working in and said she had extreme discomfort in her groin area. She was shifting side to side like she needed the toilet urgently. Dr. Mayers explained that he carried out some tests but was left baffled. Then the patient and her husband explained what really happened. You're going to love it because it's so the sort of thing Mm -hmm. you'd do. The amorous couple were spending their first evening alone without their newborn, and to celebrate the occasion, they experimented in the bedroom with popping candy, also known as pop rocks. But when the pus- <laughs> but when the husband performed oral sex on his wife, the sweets immediately exploded, causing a painful irritation, swelling, and burning sensation. So we irrigated the area, prescribed an antihistamine, and the woman made a full recovery. <laughs> It's just, yeah. I mean, popping I can candy. That that's feels, not. Doesn't feel great in your mouth. I definitely would not want to. No, it doesn't. <laughs> inside me. Again, that's really. I did. I don't understand what the mentality was there. Oh, I know what I want to do. I'm gonna stick popping candy up your vag. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There she is, popping off all over the walls. <laughs> I think it's gone wrong. I know. Yeah, but you sound great. <laughs> Oh, man, that made me well wet. But I think we need to wrap this one up because we're getting to an hour. So have you got anything else uh, you want to say? I mean, the the be-all and end-all of it is I think people should be a little bit more patient when it comes to their health care. Yes, definitely. Think, think Things don't happen straight away, unfortunately. And for you to go in there instantly thinking it's going to get sorted 
you're going to come out disappointed and no one's going to have a good time as a result of it. Not you, not the people you talk to, not your physicians. It's not an easy thing, unfortunately. Mm. You may have things that are wrong with you, but I mean, that could be a whole plethora of things. And they've got to do tests in order to find out what it could be. Yes. Um, would you like a funny? Yeah. Would you like a couple of funny penis sex stories to end on? Well, you know me, I love the cock. I know you do. Do you not feel like this one's gone really quickly? Just as a side note, it has. So, um, Doctor Hartman uh, revealed a college freshman came into the emergency room with a severely swollen penis. It was mm. a very, very swollen, angry-looking penis. Ooh. He said. <sighs> the drawing eyes on it. Yeah. <laughs> It Put had some a couple of, on there. Yeah. It had a couple of abrasions on the skin. Uh sorry. He had a couple of little abrasions on the skin of the penile shaft. <laughs> After lots of questioning, the patient confessed that he had received oral sex from another freshman who was wearing teeth braces. Uh, okay. The braces had cut open the penis and whatever mm. food, germs and bacteria that were trapped in the braces were now feeding mm-hmm. into his wounds. Uh... Thankfully, the man made a full recovery after a course of antibiotics. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I used to date somebody with braces. It was a bit of a it was a bit of a dangerous game when you were getting head. It could go one way or the other. You know, guarantees that it's going to be a pleasant experience. Yeah. No matter how hard you try, there is a bit of scrapage. Mm. And then you sort of jump, oh! and then they're a bit like. Oh! got one more to end on because it's 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 a good one so this doctor treated a 60 something year old man who came in with a wedding ring stuck on his penis yeah the patient had allegedly been suffering with erectile dysfunction (laughs) and after doing some research online decided that the wedding ring how the fuck did he get it on there in the first place he must have had a really small willy well, if you're floppy, you can squeeze it through things, can't you? Yeah. But, I mean, if the intention was that he was going to use it as a cock ring to keep yes. him up, then surely, I mean, he must have been really confident at how small he was because it yeah. gets bigger. Uh, yeah, but a lot of people don't have very big penises, Jamie. No, I know. But even I wouldn't try putting mine into a fucking wedding ring. No, and I don't either, think I'm very we well endowed at all. I think I'm below no, we... average, if anything. We don't have an erectile dysfunction. Surely that's not going to make a difference. Yeah, but as as we've learned, people are thick. Don't fuck about with your penis, guys. Serious. I mean, that's yeah. that's the only thing that you got half the time. Okay, but we need to finish this story. And, and you need to remember okay. that people are thick. So he would have read about a cock ring and thought any ring would do around his cock, probably. Yeah. So... The patient had apparently been suffering with erectile dysfunction and after doing some research online decided that the object uh, decided his wedding ring could help with his problem. The problem was that none of the blood was able to get back into his body. It all got trapped in his penis and it was swollen and borderline necrotic. And now I didn't know what the word necrotic meant so I looked it up and basically that means that the death of cells and tissues from severe injury or disease. So basically his penis How long did he have a stiffy for? 
Well, it'd be it'd probably be quite a long time, wouldn't it? Because it's trapped. Oh. So the blood's gone in and gotten stuck behind the ring, and then the ring is obviously it's swelled up, and the ring has then got stuck, and the pe- the blood can't get back down. Yeah. So the penis is probably nearly must not dead. have gone to see anyone for ages then. No, I'm quite sure. Um, so to help, the doctor got hold of a saw blade. As we were trying to remove the ring with the tool, it would glow oh. bright orange like molten. He said it looked just like Lord of the Rings, but on a penis. Oh my god! Uh, Doctor Hartman again reported that the man recovered well and learned that he'd have better success with Viagra pills. So mm. in the end, he was all right. Yeah, but that's scary. He nearly it killed is scary, his penis. Yeah. He nearly and also putting a fucking hacksaw next to it. It probably isn't going to help. No. I thought you were going to sell. I thought you were going to tell me like, oh yeah, they got a saw out and then he went limp and it dropped off. Mm. So that didn't happen. So they were obviously having a good bit of a hack on his winky binky. Yeah, he's lucky he didn't get it chopped off. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I've got no. one of those stories. Um, but we'll save that for when I host next, dear listeners. Yeah. And if you ever want to make yourself feel completely sick, as I've just done, Google image search necrosis and you will feel very unwell. No, I'm all right. Don't There's do it. nothing about that that I want don't to do look it. at. Thank you. Really no. don't do it. Really don't no. do it. I'm, I'm thoroughly regretting what I've just done. How do you spell it? I might do it just in case it makes me gag or something. And that's oh, don't. You of... will re- it will re- it's very upsetting. How do you spell it? Uh, but if I say it, then other people might go and do it. Yeah, I but want, I'm, I don't. I'm I the don't stupid one it. out of the two of us. I know, so it's fine. You've already said it. I'm gonna go and have a look, so that you don't have to. Well, uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> 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 I didn't. No. No. Oh. No. Oh, that scarred me for life. It is honestly some of the worst stuff I've ever seen. Oh. Oh, God. I genuinely feel a little broken now. Yeah, Don't, well. Li- I really just listen to That was genuine. No. <laughs> no, really, really, really don't. Oh, God. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. This episode has been a disaster. Should we end it now? Thank you for listening to this episode of Jimbo Jamboree. The music was provided by Jamie Frost, James Doyle, and a special shout-out to JDB. And you can find his music at Twitter accounts at... James Arctic.